0: is a Red Shovel Network production. The Red Shovel Network consists of The Drew Mike Show, Child of the Dove's No Bullshit News, Emma Erick's Soul of Detroit, and No Filter Sports and shit. Enjoy the following Red Shovel Network production please.
1: Another
2: case for M. L. Elric. Master Detective.
3: Yes, it's
1: another case for that most famous of all manhunters, the detective whose ability at solving crime is unequaled in the history of detective fiction. M. L. Elric. Master Detective.
2: The night's curious adventure. The unwilling accomplice. Uh, M. L. Elric. And the mystery of the society burglar.
0: You. Get your finger out of my face. Get your finger out of my face. Take the first shot, then if you want to Get your finger out of my face. It's gone.
2: What are you doing? What are you doing? Come
0: on. That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Elric? Hey kids, it's M.L. Elric, your old pal, investigative reporter at Fox 2, and your tour director here at M.L. Soul of Detroit. We're joined today, as always, by Mark Fellhauer, who is keeping us true. It's uh, not a Spandau ballet song <laughs> for Mark, it's a way of life. <laughs> the Kemp brothers, not, not identical twins, but both both fine, handsome men. And great actors, if anybody's ever seen The Craze. Very, oh, yeah. very scary
1: guys. Oh, that's a deep reference.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, you, know, you know who one of the uh, co-stars in The Craze is? A guy named Michael Elphick, which, if you bite your tongue... Sounds like you're saying my given name.
1: Oh, are you writing coattails? Why well, is that your your connection to Spandau Ballet? Is it that okay. you sound like a guy who was in a movie with the two guys? From
0: the no, back? I did. I'm I'm uh, an incredibly handsome Englishman who oh, plays okay. bass guitar with a kilt on. That's my connection to uh, Spandau Ballet. And then Sean Windsor of the Detroit Free Press, superlative columnist, a man who's logged more miles than Madonna's mattress is here with us. Uh, my apologies to our listeners in Rochester. Starting off the
3: top, right off the top. By the way, I didn't think the intro was long enough. Can we add some more to that, please?
0: Yeah, well, actually, uh, I'm, glad the you, I'm glad you mentioned that, Sean, because we appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week <laughs> with another episode of ML's Soul of Detroit here on the Red Shovel Network. Um, and I, I do have to tell you, we uh, are pleased to be a part of the Red Shovel Network, not just because of the fine production and the uh, wonderful set pieces like Walter, our shared booth announcer, But because being part of the Red Shovel Network makes us part of the Hall Financial Network because Hall Financial is sponsoring the Red Shovel Network. We appreciate the generosity of David Hall. We can't emphasize enough how important it is that people like David are out there supporting us so that we can survive and bring you this entertainment that's free to you, not free to us, but not free to David either. So thanks, Dave. He takes a chance on this new form of media, podcasting. You kids may have heard that out there with your instagram and your crystal meth if you want to finance your home maybe maybe david won't want to have us sponsor him anymore if you want to refinance your hall hall financial would love to
1: save you some money oh my god he may be i may
0: be saving him some i money. know
1: one week and he's going to be hurt. i know It's like, uh, dave i
0: just made to save you some money anyways if you if he hey, can
1: people that do meth need to buy homes too and need mortgages
0: if you're one of those folks email him at at hallfg.com. that's at hallfg.com. or call hall financial at 248-308-5000 248-308-5000 maybe it's your first home or your dream home maybe you want to take money out of your home give david hall a chance and get lower rates better options and more personal attention they have over 600 five-stars review. We're creeping up on 200 ourselves. So 600 is impressive. The industry average for refi is 44 days. Hall financial average is 19 days. So you're thinking Reggie Jackson. He's thinking Steve Eiserman. They will fight for you even if you have a dent in your credit history. Email at dhall at or call 248-308-5000 and thank them for giving the soul of Detroit a chance to stick around for a while. David, my friend, thank you very much. And Solar Detroit, you know, kind of one of our, our goals here is to is to explain Detroit and break Detroit down and to demystify things and kind of give you a street level view of what things are like in one of the most dynamic and exciting and, and dangerous and frustrating cities in the country. Now, to me, that's Detroit. But if you hear Sean Windsor tell it, he says I live in Girls Point,
3: where there's lots of crystal meth. <laughs> well, by, by the way, we called it crank. Oh, you know, yeah, and is it's the still, good old days
0: of yeah, crank. Exactly. Now is, is, it, it, is, is that still, what it was? Is I, it still I, called? I'd heard something about Sean having a taste for crank, but I thought that was just something I read in Soft Magazine. That's twice now. First, wait,
3: wait—is it Madonna's bed or is it?
0: I wasn't Both. saying you were in Madonna's bed. No,
3: I'm not. I'm just saying, right?
0: This is edgy new wave thing. We need to keep the kids away from their Coleco football games.
3: Edgy right? or new wave. Calico. is it? there? are they on Nintendo the iPads by now, now? Right? Yeah, it- I don't know. Edgy okay. new wave. Is that what is that a synonym for uh, misogyny?
1: No way when man. it comes
3: to you
0: no way i'm I'm getting me tooed myself. Keep your hands on that side of the the counter, my friend, but i I have to tell you uh I live pretty close to Gross Point but,
1: how far um. Walking distance? Uncle Rico could throw a football in well, into the a football a quarter mile. So a quarter mile. Or mountains.
3: Or over mountains. Right. Yeah. Over, over the mountains. The mountains. Yeah. Or, or over your fences.
0: <laughs> well, so I'm not going to argue about how close I am because that, <laughs> that dividing line, as anybody who's been on the east side knows, that dividing line may as well be a bottomless pit. But for those people who may question my Detroit credentials, even after 20 years in East English Village, I have the ultimate Detroit bona fides this week. Mm. My car got shot. Really? Somebody shot my otherwise pristine 2015 Chrysler 300S. Oh, yes, Detroit style. Very nice. And I was listening uh, to gunshots at night, as we often do, and on this particular night we heard a crack, like something had been oh, knocked off or sheared off or maybe a piece of metal had come off of something. I don't know. It wouldn't have been really a power line or... a telephone pole and, and we weren't sure what it was. And my wife was in one room and I was in the other. And she said, uh, works in gross point. Yeah, exactly. It must've been, they must've, um, where was the car in the backyard? Yeah. Cause that's the other Detroit thing. If you park in the front yard, your car gets stolen. My, my car got stolen three months after we moved into the city and I left it in the driveway because I wanted people to know, Hey man, we're glad to hear we're not worried about anything. And then it got stolen. And then I put the gates up in the back and said, we're glad to be here, but we're not giving shit away. Yeah. So, okay.
1: Where, did it, where did the what part of the car got hit?
0: So it was the ridge line on the hood on the driver's side. And when we hear this sound, uh, my wife goes to the back window to take a look out the backyard because we could tell the gunshots were about a block away, but the sound came from somewhere in the backyard. And I and I said, uh, you know, if somebody's shooting in the backyard, you probably don't want to be in a window. And she's like, good idea. So we called it a night. The next day, I'm backing out of the driveway, and uh, gates are open. Get in the driveway, walk back, close the gates, and I see this big silver patch on the edge of my hood, staring at me, and I can't figure out what the hell it is. And all the paint's blown away from the impact, and I'm looking at it, it's kind of a dent, and there's a little bit of a like a little copper strip or two there, and I couldn't think about what the hell it would be it's not like somebody threw a rock it's not like somebody dropped a hammer and then i was thinking about it. I was like you know what it was those jackasses a block away shot up into the air
1: and it came down yeah
0: it came down it hit the hood it didn't have enough energy to penetrate the aluminum but it dented it pretty good and fell off and so so you know Close to Girl's Point. I'm within shooting distance.
3: Close to I'm, what what confuses me, Mark, about this story is the fact that he actually spent money to buy a car. <laughs> he he was spent used. money. It was used. It was used, What's he used. Yeah. Are you sure it was 2000, what did you say, 15? 2015. I think you meant 2005. I'm, I'm going to buy it next or year. Or 1995. So my, I'll my, get it when it's five years my old. My
1: biggest fun fact about ML is that you try to carry zero debt. Right, and that blows my mind. That's why well, I if appreciate you don't tip, Hall
0: Financial at two four eight three zero eight five thousand. If
3: I didn't spend money down. on my kids yeah, no. or tip anybody at <laughs> a restaurant, I wouldn't be in debt either.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Sean, we just uh, distributed paychecks today. I don't know if you got one.
1: <laughs> no, because I'm sure I didn't. Get used to mind. it. No debt whatsoever. I try to be debt free.
0: Why? Well, I'll tell you why. And this is a story that uh, that I've heard a couple people tell. That so I know it's not just me, but it's all about. F.U. money. Mm-hmm. It's all about if you work someplace, or you work for somebody, or you're in a situation that you don't like, you can't tolerate, you don't think is fair. If you can't change it, if you can't fix it, you got to be able to step. And if you want to step, and you don't want to start blowing dudes on Mac, yeah, you got to have some F.U. money.
3: So, so what Robert they, De Niro they, said they, in Heat, you know, right? Don't ever get attached to anything you can't walk away from in two seconds flat. Or oh, I, great, I
2: get out of here. <laughs>
0: Do you think De Niro could? Oh, you know, maybe Val Kilmer shot my car when he was all uh, tweaked out on whatever he was doing. <laughs> it was the ponytail? What was he? What was he taking in? Jordan? Something in,
3: a, in an envelope, a
1: little tiny envelope. Cocaine
0: could be, could be. Speaking of cocaine, not that I've ever done it, you wouldn't spend the money great. on it. <laughs>
1: now I could <laughs> well, do. I could have done someone else's.
0: Now I could do Q line type rails with my repaired nasal passages. So uh, I thought so, you were
1: going to say with your right. your bank account. Right? I, now you got to get your eyes fixed. Well, you know, I did
0: did have LASIK and I do use reading glasses because the one thing they they tell you is even when you're seeing 2015, like I do after my LASIK procedure, I still need a reading glasses when it's real dark in there. But there's procedures that you can get where you don't need that. And one of the guys who does them is Dr. Y, Yaldo Center. You ever play Where's Waldo? Mm-hmm. yeah but if you if you're blind you can't find well you don't have to play where's yaldo because he's the guy yeah i'm writing this shit myself <laughs> anyways uh, so there's another sponsor going. i knew where you were trying to go yeah, i just no, didn't know how you were gonna get there we, we really need to prepare before these things well uh this perhaps is dr yaldo's last week as a sponsor of the uh, <laughs> the uh, ml soul of detroit we hope not he's been a, a real champ and a sponsor drew and mike for the last 15 months Dr. Yaldo says he's been privileged to have given custom LASIK and multifocal lens implants to so many new Drew and Mike listeners that he wants to support all of our shows, and we sure appreciate it. He's Michigan's leading LASIK surgeon with over 30,000 procedures performed. His CAT system is the world's most advanced, and multifocal implants is the Rolls-Royce answer for people 50-plus that want to eliminate reading glasses and get 20-20 distance for life. I'm 50-plus. I may need to think about that. In life, you look for what works, whether it's custom LASIK, the remarkable remarkable multifocal implants, or getting great designer frames from Dr. Yaldo's optical department. It's worked for you, our loyal listeners, so tell the doc thanks. Get a free evaluation and celebrate his belief in the Red Shovel Network. Get up to half off custom LASIK till May 15th. Pay for, get two eyes fixed. You only pay for one. Details at 1-800-398-EYES. 1-800-398 for those of you who can't spell E-Y-E-S or go to YaldoEyeCenter.com. Dr. Y. Why? Because we love your money. Thank you. It is work. Yeah. No. We appreciate these guys. Uh, hopefully this isn't the last week on the old <laughs> on the old SOD, but uh, what are you gonna do? So we we, we try our best. Um that's quite a stack of papers there. Well, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm well, there's looking
3: a camera in here today. It wants to look important. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah.
1: The, only the top page is really printed. Everything else is blank. Look at that. Old. He's got That's the true. yellow highlight well, there. Well, th- this is this is like a. But cr- not inside. Of course, just on the this, top. Page.
0: This is like Kramer's briefcase. You know, you open up, yeah, it's just crackers. crackers <laughs> you know, but it's a nice looking. It's a nice looking attaché case. What is that? So this is a motion filed by Celia Washington, who was at one point a, a civilian deputy Detroit police chief who was convicted of taking bribes from Gaspar Fiore mm. for um, helping or or pretending to help or creating the impression that she could help steer towing contracts, which are very lucrative in the city of Detroit, to Mr. Fiore and some of his companies. This case was one that was incredibly frustrating for those of us because um, who covered it because Ms. Washington was very good about taking our phone calls. She was very good about talking about how innocent she was and how it was ultimately going to be proven and how she was going to fight this to the finish and how we would see that this was all trumped up and how it was a bunch of baloney and blah, 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 blah. Well, that turned out to be just more of Celia's lies. She went to plead guilty. And this is one of these classic – and we've seen this a couple times. We saw this with Chuck Rizzo's dad in another Macomb County public corruption case where he went before the judge. And if you're going to plead guilty, it's not just a matter of saying I'm going to plead guilty because I'd rather do six months guaranteed than take my chance at a trial and maybe do 10 or 15 or 20
1: years. You have to be remorseful.
0: Right, but you really have to convince a judge that you believe Believe. you did something wrong. Yeah, it's not just a matter of you know what judge I did the math and it's easier for me to say I did that. Well, Ms. Even Washington we
1: kind of know that's really what's going on.
0: Well, she was a champ, man. She gets in there and she tells the judge, you know, well, why are you doing this? And he says she sa- he says I can't take your plea because you don't seem to feel like you're really guilty. And her answer is, so I I cannot risk your honor. I can't risk going to a trial. I can't risk a jury trying to f- reach into my head and determine my intent. Now, I'm not sure how much is in there, intent or otherwise. I can't rely on a jury using circumstantial evidence and innuendo and whatever else a jury brings into the jury box. That's
1: most evidence. We need Walter to read this. Yeah. It would be so much better <laughs> for
0: Walter were here, or Ted. Uh, when I am at risk of being away from my two children for a very long time, I'm at a point where I cannot afford, whether financially or emotionally, to go forward with this, and I'm asking you, your honor, to please... Emphasis added, please accept the plea because I cannot risk. Of course, I would love to be vindicated because I didn't know that it was a crime, but I can't risk judge being away from my children. I can't. I can't. Thank you, Your Honor, for listening. So I was faced with two evils, judge blah, 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 blah. Oh,
1: I hate that.
0: So eventually the judge basically says, uh, okay, just plead guilty and get the hell out of it. But first, he gives her a little speech.
1: Good. Sounds he like she says, needs a little speech.
0: He says, you know, you're being convicted of a crime as a public official, a high-ranking public official, with a law enforcement agency at a time the city is trying to recover from a horrible chapter in the city's history. In other words, at a time when we need the city and its residents to feel comfortable that we're past this phase of corruption that's so polluted us, we need to be able to trust our public officials. And along come you— You're dirty, rotten skank, and you're as crooked as a Monongahela River, and that's really bad. So we're all sitting here thinking, oh, man, not only is he going to sentence her to everything the feds have asked, maybe he's going to exceed the guidelines. He he says that city officials should be like Caesar's wife. They should not only avoid impropriety, but the appearance of impropriety. And he said, and I quote, what occurred here was essentially a violation of the public trust. So we are getting ready for the hammer to drop. And what does he do? If it was a hammer, it was like one of those hammers you used to play Don't Break the Ice.
3: Yeah, Or like night. the one you used on your car to <laughs> fool us with that story earlier.
0: Ball bean. Well, it was a hammer I got what from story? my garage. A and go, continue, good but it was, story. It was a, a, a pearl handled hammer. <laughs> I'd
3: like to see a judge uh, unpack all this little story about your <laughs> so, Sean, so-called don't, dent don't, in the roof.
1: Don't but you go have ahead.
0: A, Don't you have a game to cover? I mean, like maybe even I saw some kids playing hopscotch. Maybe oh, I like it when there, people so. poke
1: holes in your story.
0: Yeah, this is just, who's the hell's name on this show? <laughs> Solid dicks. But so, um, gang bang I gang. So how, what, bang. Did, what did she
1: get? What did he give her? This.
0: He, he, he went under the guidelines and gave her a year and a day. So she was given a blessing. And one of the things when you go to, um, to, to court, you're supposed to say, first of all, what you did, but you're also supposed to say, you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, outside the courthouse, my partner and I caught up with her attorney, Arnold Reed, and asked him why we didn't hear what we... Thought we are going to hear. Counselor, she uh, seemed to show remorse and regret for what's happening to her family, what's happening to people in her church. But I didn't hear anything of an apology to the people of Detroit who were ultimately betrayed in this. Why not? I'm sure you can glean where she says all that are involved.
3: Yes, that includes the citizens of Detroit. That may that may include the citizens of San Diego. So what
0: did she uh? do in San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. Really. What did she do in San Diego? I don't know.
0: As yet undetermined. But, you don't know, uh, drive me nuts about this story? brought to you by by photographer and editor extraordinaire, John Brzezinski. If
1: I'm that's here. a good guy. <laughs> what drives me nuts about it. You just got your good side. It, she just threw out every excuse and acts like this happened to her. This is something she did. Oh, well, I, there's 200 pages here, my friend, that say she didn't do
0: nothing. So even, I guess that's what drives me crazy, is even after she's let us all down and had to be talked into pleading guilty to something that she agreed she was guilty to and that she said she was pleading guilty because she couldn't take the risk... She then goes to prison and then says, you know what, I really shouldn't be here because it was all a bunch of crap. And so now after getting blown a kiss from this judge, a big sloppy, shameful kiss from your honor, she now throws it right back in everybody's face and says, you know what, I really didn't do nothing wrong. How how long has she been locked up for? Uh, She's been in there for nine months, maybe. She'll be getting out soon. So she's ready to release herself. She's ready. Oh, I should also tell you that she had all these people get up and and make basically character references for her before the judge, which isn't common, but it's not totally unusual. One of them was her pastor who basically just got up and said, Your Honor, I I just I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here. It means a lot to me to be here. I appreciate being here. I want to thank you. It's good to be here. Um, This is a nice place. Uh, I
1: like it here. I'm happy here.
0: Very, very nice and, and I just thank you, Your Honor. Where are we? Were and that's it. That's really? what I had to say.
1: So it's then, not much of a character witness. No, no,
0: but it was, it was great. Right. I, 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 I wish we could have just,
1: cameras in federal court. I love that you can just throw a pastor out there. And that's, that's my character witness, uh, this pastor. It happens
0: well, all the time. So it raises two questions, right? One is, was the pastor just a nitwit who forgot to say, and by the way, she's a living saint? Yeah. Or did the pastor say, okay, I'm going to go up there. But I can't tell
1: these guys in good conscience that you're cool because you ain't cool. Was he winking at the judge the whole time he was saying how great it was to be there?
0: I only saw him from the back. So I don't know. I have to ask the judge. Uh, Then she one of the people she wanted to go up there was her daughter. But her daughter was so overcome with emotion that she couldn't. So they sent her daughter's boyfriend up to say something for mom. He really didn't say very much. I mean, he tried. How long have they been dating? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it seems odd. Well, actually, if it was me, I'd be like, "So your mom's going to be away for the next yeah, year." Like, yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> you know what, Your Honor, but uh, but that's just me. But then, then baby girl regained her composure, and she went up there and said something. So it's like oh, you know, wow. she seated her her two pants minutes in to the gentleman from wherever, and then she goes up there and talks anyway. So after all of this mess fiasco, she's now in prison. But but the other thing about this is if she believed all this then, you got to go to trial, right? You don't say I'm guilty and of then course. later on say,
3: you know what? Maybe I wasn't so guilty. She's done, though, right? I mean, it reminds me, another movie reference, sorry, but mm. R- William Forsythe, John Goodman, Raising Arizona. Oh. Ex-convicts. God, yeah. such a great when movie. When they were I- trying to explain why they are out, they say... We feel like the penal system no Mind longer has anything, anything to offer us, and we released ourselves on our own recognizance. <laughs> I mean, this is what she's trying to do, right? But why? It why? doesn't why? take she's 208 only, pages to say that, She though. feels like the penal system no longer has anything to offer her.
1: But she's, she's almost done. done. Yeah. Is this about a future job? Well, that's the question. She now, wants
3: out. Why is she doing this? It's an this? existential crisis. Now, she wants out.
0: She was a lawyer. For three months. She was a lawyer, so she's going to lose her law license because of the conviction. But I think if she could get this whole thing thrown out, then maybe she gets out and go back, can go back to practicing
1: law. Yeah. Or something.
0: So I don't what it's about. I don't know what's really going on here, but, uh, but it's just, it's yet another, another ridiculous, uh, chapter in this never ending saga of corruption in Detroit, where even the people who go forward and take responsibility don't.
2: I mean, how ludicrous
0: is that? I did it. I swear I did it. You've talked me into saying I did I willfully, I'm talking you into believing that I believe I did it. And then after a little while, like, not even really do it. Does does that sound a little Kwame esque? It sounds incredibly Kilpatrick esque. There's
1: there's another thing she did that sounds very Kwame esque. And she was only, that's the other thing too. This is all over $4,000, which isn't a big amount. But I love, we've talked about this before when public officials, they should drop the hammer on them um, for taking any amount of money. But part of what else she did was she got an eight hundred dollar bar tab for her birthday party in twenty sixteen. Yeah, which Kwame, remember they passed the hat for Uh, his birthday party and and what is with adults Kilpatrick and it's it's a common thing. Can we just stop celebrating birthdays after someone turns twenty one? What's the point? Maybe I'll just begin. What's yeah, the religion? 10,
3: 16, 21, and then whatever Elwick's birthday is
0: every year. <laughs> that
1: should be a national it holiday. Too, baby.
0: It should be. 22 <laughs> fresh living years. Oh, yeah. The the point that you're touching on is is a, a beautiful one because everybody... Thank you. Everybody makes... yes. Well, touching anybody, by the but, way. But, um, but these, these pleas... You know, everybody argues what they pled to, but what happens in the plea is you you give away a lot of things. Like they drop yeah. charges, they don't bring other stuff in, or they say we could we could charge you with a thousand crimes. But we're only gonna charge you with ten. So she claims, "Well, I only borrowed three thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't realize it was it wasn't a loan." But uh, but really. She also took, or is alleged to have taken, a $5,000 Ford Fusion, free oil changes, $2,400 in engine repairs, $2,700 loan for, uh, for her home, the $800 bar tab for her party. Now, why we, didn't we get an invitation? To that, party? Yeah, that I can hear the like, envy in your voice. Good party. Right. I know. Free stuff. My goodness. Let's assume that all of this is true. Let's assume that what she did checks out, that she just borrowed money from a city contractor who then wouldn't allow her to pay it back when she tried to pay it back only after the feds have said, did you take a $3,000 bribe from the city contractor? I have a suggestion for city officials. Don't take money yeah. from people who do business with the city. I mean, we can avoid all of this.
1: Loan or otherwise.
0: Right. We can avoid all this. It's a little something called the golden rule, which means if you know it ain't right and you don't want it on the front page of the paper, don't do it. And I think... Beretta said it best, right? Oh yeah, well that's. She was Sammy Davis Jr. who said it. Don't do the crime crime if you ain't got the time. Don't do it, (laughs) Sean. I thought you had me on that one. No. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. No. I used to work with a guy named Eric Lords in City Hall at the Free Press, and uh, funniest dude ever. He was such, such a player that um, he was going to talk to Gil Hill. At Fishbones, and I was talking to Kwame Kilpatrick because we were covering the two candidates for mayor, and he was gone for like a long time, and I'm like, Eric, where were you, man? We're on Delaware. We got to get Gil Hill's response. He said, oh, yeah, uh, Gil wasn't there when I got there. I said, well, what took so long? He's like, well, on the way over there, I got a girl's number.
2: <laughs> so the guy walked
0: like half a mile from City Hall to Town, met a good-looking chick on the street, got her phone number. So he was a crazy, funny dude, but one of his... Uh, hey,
1: priorities, man. Oh, yeah,
0: one of his funniest things. Well, he was making his own deadline. One, <laughs> the other thing is he, um, when we were trying to get stripper names for the women who may or may not have danced at the... Uh, party? Yeah. At the Manoogian Mansion Party.
3: You already had the names?
0: Manugin? Well, we had some names. Some names were floating around. Um, supposedly it was the Mercedes ladies, and so we talked to somebody, and the other names we got was that it was Mo Money, Electric, Pleasure Girl, and I can't remember what the other name was. And Eric had some familiarity with some of the <laughs> black strip clubs in Detroit, and he said, Eric, do any of these names sound familiar? He said, those names are whack. <laughs> so he – What?
1: He, those names are whack. So they're, they're no so Yeah. his answer.
0: So yeah, so uh, – so, but then, then later on he came back and he's like, I don't know. But, uh, so, what's he doing now? I'm not sure. Hopefully, he's not listening. He's gonna be pissed at telling some, some of these stories. But um, <laughs> well, it, what happened? But he, um, when he heard that Sammy Davis Jr. tune, because I was playing it in our city hall office, and he said, he said, you know, Sammy Davis, when he says keep an eye on the sparrow, yeah. he really means it. I said, what do you mean? He's like, because he's only got the one eye. So every time I think of Beretta and Sammy Davis Jr., I think of Eric and I think all these crazy stories. He's also the one who figured out – it's turning into the Lord's show. But um, – amen. But um, he's the one who figured out – Kilpatrick used to have this speech – where he would talk about how he brought his kids together and he tore a map up and he told the kids to put the the map together. And when they'd blah, blah, blah. It's a funny, crazy story. We'll tell it sometime. But the thing is, Eric was really big into motivational speaking tapes. And there was a guy who was the first big motivational speaker from back in like the fifties. I can't remember what his name was, but he was like famous. He's the guy who invented the whole thing. And, he came back from one of these things, like we'd all heard this speech from Kilpatrick a million times on the campaign trail. and Eric had to go cover one of them. We were both at this luncheon whatever, he gave it, and he came back. he said, "I know I've heard that before." And he went sorting through all his uh, his tapes, or at like that time, I think he had CDs, And it's the same damn story, except wow, that the details are changed. in In Kwame's story, he was a state rep coming home from Lansing Tired, who sat down who wanted to get a break. In Sparrow's story, he was a salesman home from the road who sat down and wanted to get a wow. break. And, and I'm just thinking, where did Kilpatrick hear this crazy story from this guy who, you know, is like long dead. But Eric was a young guy and he listened to it too. So they must still be circulating somewhere. And it made me wonder how many of these stories that he told were just completely and utterly stolen from yeah. someplace.
1: I would say yeah. a lot.
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, wow, he probably never thought, like, who the hell would know this guy? When Eric was playing this for me, and this was at the time when our
0: city hall offices were on the 11th floor with the mayor's office. We're just like a couple walls away from Kilpatrick himself, and I'm sitting here listening to this over the speakers in the office. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is like a crazy, chilling moment where we've, you know, we know what Rosebud is. It's it's yeah. a sled, yeah. you know? I mean, Spo- it was Spoiler like, alert. wow.
1: What's that? Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen a movie that's yeah, if, damn if you, near 80 years If you missed old. the
0: 1941 Academy Award winner for Best Picture, um, Crazy Stories. And I, I don't want this to be the Kilpatrick show. I've done more than Kilpatrick in my career, and there's more to Detroit than Kilpatrick. But it is funny how these threads, the corruptions, the crazy stories, the weird experiences, they're, they're a constant in the 300-year history of Detroit, where, uh, you know, uh, some folks are like, well, you know, Detroit's only been, no, no, Detroit's been corrupt for centuries, yeah. like every major institution. And I don't know what the answer is. And I don't know what the answer is to another matter we've been talking about. And, and I, I I have no answers. I just have anguish. And I just want to say, because I don't know what else to do, how terrible I feel and how useless and helpless i feel about these shootings at these synagogues i have some friends in pittsburgh who wrote very movingly of the shootings at the synagogue in pittsburgh and after that shooting i reached out to some friends of mine some local friends of mine who are jewish and just said you know is there anything we can do to help speaking as a catholic dude or just as a non-jew and they're like no just just good to know that people are thinking about us and then when the shootings happened in new zealand i didn't reach out to anybody Uh, I guess I was just stunned. And then after these shootings in California, I reached out to some people again and they said, no, you know, when good people stand up and speak, we'll, we'll, we'll fight this, we'll win. But it's just how many times do we have to reach out and tell people that, that we care about them and that we are concerned about them. And now there's a shooting at UNC during finals week. I have two daughters who just finished finals week at two different universities and, we don't know enough about this thing at UNC to know what the guy was thinking. It's why, really odd to me
1: that it, that it's schools and places of worship in general that get shot up. You well, know, you have synagogues where people have, gather. You know, right? the, the Texas shooting was a church. You're, you're right; it's where there's Last mass. Last two years, yeah, in Vegas, it was a country western. Well,
0: but Sri Lanka, you know, yeah, these nightclub were... nightclub in Orlando. These were Orlando. churches and 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 high line uh, hotels where people were having breakfast. In fact, there's a great story in the New York Times. That talked about how the richest guy in Sri Lanka and the richest guy from Denmark. from Denmark both lost children in the bombings. It turns out it's because the Sri Lankan guy's kids blew up the guy from Denmark's yeah. kids. But it was just it kind of it kind of reinforced how it's not just desperate, miserable people. It can be people of tremendous privilege um, who are perpetrators of this. And you know even Osama bin piece of shit. He was a pretty wealthy guy. I don't know what his beef was. So I don't know. Well, a lot of us I don't know How I many mean,
1: wars are started with religion? I mean, That's it's the, just... It's right. the battle over religion for whatever reason. The thing regarding the latest shooting in the synagogue, and it actually goes with a lot of these, is we know so much about a shooter. We know so much about what they do. I'm guilty of it because I'm fascinated by what makes an animal, what makes a monster like this. Um, and the question is, you know, you have sites like Four Chan or Eight Chan. We've talked about Facebook streams. What the stuff. hell's
0: on Sixteen Chan?
1: That must be really bad. <laughs> but so then you have then you have the media in general, which you're both a part of, and they cover this. Is that yeah. something that shouldn't be covered, or is it covered because it gets clicks and it gets views? Well, you you guys talked about this on Drew and Mike. The
0: question of whether or not they should be covered. And I do think there is something in the copycat. And we have heard these people, these latest shooters at the synagogue say, you know, this is a a tribute to whoever. Mm -hmm. So now here's where my, my paranoia streak comes in. And of course I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all for everybody being able to express themselves, but I worry about when we don't talk about who these people are and we don't talk about what happened that, Uh, There's that Orwellian Ministry of Information out there, the Ministry of Love, where people disappear. Now, these guys who were responsible for these shootings, if they got disappeared, it wouldn't break my heart. But if all of a sudden Sean Windsor disappears and people start saying, well, what happened to Sean? And it turns out the Fords have some influence and they didn't like his column about the lions, so they had him disappeared. And I say, what happened to Sean? They say, well, we can't tell you what happened to Sean but let's not rule out the possibility that he did something criminal uh, at a synagogue or whatever, whatever. I mean, I, I just think we need to know who did what just so that government can't start doing things and saying, well, this is a matter of state. This is a state, this is for your own good. I don't want government. That's what, that's what drives me crazy with, with the shootings thing is I don't want guns taken away, but I don't know what we can do to have people who shouldn't have them not have them, and I'm looking for some new and some great ideas from that. If they come from the NRA, I don't care. I want people who care about this issue, who are strong on the Second Amendment, who have some
1: ideas that they can be comfortable with to come forward and put some ideas forward. I'm all for shining a light on anything, you know. Let let all the information, for the most part, be out there because more information tends to be better. Will they get bastardized? Will it get changed around? Yeah, but, but wh- you know, the more you know that that evil is out there and how it's formed and that it's there and who they are that's, I think that's a good thing well of course it is we can't not cover these shootings yeah I, I don't think you can well yeah. not the shooting Turn but away. the actual perpetrators And you, you know, can't
3: not cover the shootings without covering
1: the the person who's responsible for the
3: shootings right mm-hmm. I mean it kind of but,
1: but in most the of these case. shootings I remember their names I remember the name of Adam Lands. I couldn't name any kid
0: he's that's a guy, the, guy from Sandy uh, Hook. from American Idol
1: <laughs> that's Adam Lambert oh Sorry, Adam. <laughs> you're getting your Adams confused. Yeah, yeah, but so
0: Lanza was Standy Hook. Yeah. See, I don't remember any of their names. I don't. I just remember, you don't really. Okay.
3: I just remember. You're drawn, they- you're drawn to the macabre in a way, and
1: well, I think it's because of what we do. I mean, right. we're always talking about right. them, and they they pop around. No, I understand
3: but- why, but I'm I'm with you, Mike. I can't, ML, Sorry, I no, can't. Um, Shauna, sorry. I mean, I guess you could make the argument we don't want to understand, and maybe there's an emotional part of you that did not want to understand. Certainly, families of victims. I feel really a, a lot. I feel really bad for those folks because they don't want to see yeah. these names. They don't want to see anything about these people. Maybe some do on some level. I don't know. It's hard to imagine.
0: So maybe, maybe what do we do? What do we do? We keep talking about it. We keep looking for solutions. But maybe one of the most important things we do is we let people know that we care about them. And maybe some of these pathetic bastards who do this—if somebody told them they cared about them—maybe they wouldn't be that pathetic. I, I don't know what the solution is, but. We have to keep looking because what's going on right now is getting worse and whatever side of the debate you're on we all agree it can't continue. I won't change my mind on anything regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in and I'll never change.
2: Rayzo, Rayzo, Infinity, Rayzo Infinity plus 1.
0: Tony Bennett, not the singer, the coach. Announced this week that the University of Virginia men's basketball team, the very second best college basketball team in the country, <laughs> they just happened to get the trophy, is not going to the White House to meet with President Trump. The claim is that there's just too much going on. There's kids getting ready for the NBA draft. There's, they don't like Big Macs. There's one kid <laughs> studying for a final exam in kinesiology. Uh, <laughs> and then there's uh, then there's other things that they just they can't get Which, to. This is all a lie. And uh, so they're
1: not going to the White House. Uh, That's, lie. That's all a lie. Every other team can manage to get people together to go.
0: Well, actually, none of the oh, none, none of the uh, basketball team. champs have oh, gone. Go-
1: well, Baylor was there. Uh, yeah, women's basketball, Baylor. Bay-ler. Oh, because they're Christian. Exactly. Uh, didn't UNC go or Villanova? Didn't they go recently?
0: I I'm not sure. My my understanding from what I read is that the last couple of NCAA basketball champions have not gone. Okay. Um, and then some football players did go and then some didn't Didn't from Clemson. But my question is...
3: Again, Clemson, but the Eagles didn't go when they won.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wilfred Brimley here is against schools from the south? No, I'm not saying
3: that at all. I'm saying... I reckon
0: uh, he's all crazy down there.
3: Sweeney, who's the coach at Clemson, is a very... He's a conservative soul, so of course he's going to go, and of course he's going to take that team to go. And they pray in the huddles, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. So does D'Antonio.
0: He's right. from the north.
3: Why And he probably
1: would go. Why is it the coach's decision? So that's a question, uh, yeah. Should they question. be going? Yeah, they absolutely should. Free trip to the but, White House, get to look around, think, you go see the president in the Oval Office. That's pretty cool. I know they don't like individual thinkers in college athletics, but it should be up to the individual. And frankly, you should go. It's not always about who the president is. It's about the institution of the executive branch in the White House, like well, Sean's brought up, maybe you have a
0: cholesterol problem and you don't want to get fast food when you show up.
3: What about, do you see a difference, Mark, between the the college and the pros? Because especially in the NBA, oh the, god, yeah, the Warriors oh, NBA gone. champs
0: haven't yeah. gone. Yeah, Steve uh, Kerr has been very outspoken. Even Curry. in the
3: NFL, um, I think the Patriots went, but the Eagles, did they go? Uh, right? I think yeah, again, I it's some, some, some went, of them, some, some didn't, didn't go yeah. right. And then Trump invited, then disinvited, and you know, right? Because he- well,
0: technically, he didn't invite Virginia, so that's the other thing. You know, it's like, are they turning well, him down? And,
1: or- and they should, the invitation should go out there, and it's sh- the institution should accept it. I mean, why not? It's an it's part of winning it, it's well, an it should be an honor, regardless of who the president is. I mean, remember Tim Thomas, the goalie. For the Bruins, oh, yeah. I believe he didn't go when Obama of was... grand blank, I think, or Flint or whatever. Yeah, when Obama invited him, I believe he skipped in. There's been other yeah. people that yeah, have there were a few. In, which is fine. That's an individual choice. But, you know, what if, they're, what if somebody on Virginia wanted to go unless the fear is that no player was going to go?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's a team thing. The other thing is the, the, the difference with, with Virginia is it's located in Charlottesville, and there's all the issue about how Trump inflamed... The Absolutely. aftermath of Charlottesville. So, is this Virginia thing have another dimension? Because would it be the the university and the city that was but so riven now, absolute. seeming to endorse the president who
1: said some things that were not conciliatory? Who do said, you guys do you guys find it to be more divisive when they're not invited and they don't don't accept either or?
0: I mean, I find the whole thing silly. I, I does the president ever wear all these jerseys he gets with no. his number on the? Band? No, you're right. I mean, you know, I mean, the whole thing is kind of is kind of ridiculous to me. I guess what I would say so is, is so is that if truck, I was invited you know, to the firefight. White House, I would think it's it's an honor, kind of cool. Now, if I had a problem with some policies that the country was doing or with the occupant of the White House, maybe I would wear an armband. But uh, I wouldn't mind I just, having I just a look around I the just White House. I
3: think this is different. This is just different. It, it, it really is. And Virginia not, or just no, in general? Who's these in times? the White House? At oh. These times. It's not policy. But then
1: you don't make it all about him.
3: NBA teams went to see Bush. Mm-hmm. Progressive. I mean, because look, can we agree that of the four, well, maybe. By a mile. Yeah, but it's by far the most progressive league. Hockey to some degree because of all the Europeans and Canadians, but that's more individual. Yeah, but those teams were going to the White House every year under Bush, and maybe they didn't agree with some of the policies. Phil Jackson went, probably. I'm trying to remember when the Bulls first started winning, but
0: I think he actually had uh, employee ID. Clinton was around time, for most of
3: those. I'm trying, and uh, right, plenty of people have gone and disagreed on policy. That's been going on mm-hmm. for decades since this tradition started. Oh, you understand. Um, so the- are
0: you saying that these guys should go?
3: No, I'm not. Oh. I'm saying that I don't think this is about policy. I think there's a feeling that this particular person in the white house has made this a different thing that it's it's not even about the white house he he has cast a shadow whether you like him or not but don't he is part of the psyche of this culture right now in a way no president has been agreed as long as i've been alive i don't think anybody can dispute that whether you like him or not but don't make it about him but he's made it about himself and they're responding to that that's what they're doing
1: for better and for worse, he, it's not about policy. He has waged a war on elitism, and you know his base does not like what happens on universities. So, isn't one way to overcome it by having a university go, a public university go to the White House? I don't
3: think he's responsible for this war on elitism. I agree, he's hopped on board. But I don't think the, he's responsible. The, the, the but that's antique, part of
0: it. It's part of it along the base. Well, I, I find the whole thing ridiculous because by going to the White House, Trump does not validate their victory. And no. by they don't validate him. And either. by going to the White House, they do not validate his presidency. To no, me, but, it's it's but, kind of a a, a a once in a lifetime experience. They and go it, to the White House, right? Teen. Yeah, right. What? Well, but the other thing is,
3: it's, it's supposed to be an honor.
0: Yeah. Right. But the other thing is. You know, there may be some people involved with the program, particularly the bigger ones like the football teams. And we have seen that where some people say, Well, you know what? I'm going to go because I, I do support this guy. And, right. and there are some people, I would hate to be one of those people who says, I have the right to support who I, again, it's a freedom in this country that people fight and die for to say, I want to go. I would be upset, I guess, if my coach or my university said, we know he's your guy, but you can't go shake his hand. Well,
3: I got to believe that the coach talks to the players. I know at the NBA level, again, uh, particularly the Golden State Warriors, the first time they won, maybe the, the first time they won when Trump was, was in office, the coach and the general manager, Bob Myers, and the coach, Steve Kerr, left it up to the players. You think that's what happened here with UVA? I don't know, but I, I got to believe that, that there were some discussions had, that it wasn't just an autocratic decision. I, either way, I think How it's. How
0: much a- of it has to do with recruiting? That's possible. I mean, is there negative recruiting where somebody says, I know you want to go to this college, but take a look at this coach here know. shaking hands with we, Trump.
3: If, you... if SMU had won the, the championship, they would be there. I, I really think a lot of yeah, it. But SMU is
0: SMU's not going to win the championship because no, they're, they're not recruiting not. the same kind but of players who aren't going to want to go to the playoffs. The lighthouse.
3: politics of who's on the teams, how they see this country, how they see Trump uh, from their perspective has stirred and played into certain things, they're, they're just there's no way they want to step foot in that. Well, I... I'm not
0: I, saying they shouldn't or they shouldn't. I'm just saying that's how it is. I guess if uh, Mark wins a championship, he's going. If Sean wins a championship, he's staying home.
1: I found want some free food.
0: And I just want to get off the bench.
3: Well, I can get a filet of <laughs> fish around the corner. I need to go to D.C. for that. Yeah, but it's I'll not, not on I'll go
0: Chili Bowl. Ben's Chili Bowl. Are they a sponsor now? Uh, no. Uh, after the last two hot reads, uh, Ben's Chili Bowl has nothing. They want nothing to do with this show. F- but you, don't forget, Kwame Kilpatrick and Christine Beatty again. And come, God bless oh it. Oh, my God. You
3: couldn't go five they were minutes. were Ben's Chili Bowl. Five minutes. I don't want to talk about Kwame. Oh, Kwame, Kwame,
0: Kwame. <laughs> oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth.
2: Do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into a cool guy?
0: Maybe it's just me, but when I hear Game of Thrones, I think geeks.
1: What? But 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 maybe it is just me. I don't think Actually, of the eighteen I think, million people that watched the last episode.
0: I think uh I think yeah, dirty horny dwarfs and spears and dragons. Oh, it's and, a battle of and good and magic evil and fire and ice and uh yeah, fire <laughs> and ice. And, uh all that good stuff. Um I don't watch Game of Thrones. I You don't uh, have cable. Not big on the Kabla TV thing. But people who have watched Game of Thrones...
1: You could read the books. No, there's
0: more the money shows too. in there I own guess you could right? go to
3: the library, but you'd have to spend money to gas. You know, they used to be go. known as free
0: libraries.
3: So, so um, that's why you don't go on them anymore. You don't want to support your community. Well, I love my community. I but a lot of people,
0: you know, in Gross Point, you don't have to worry about it so much. You're surrounded by a lot of money. Actually, I I tried to go to the Girls Point Library and the pearl gates slammed in front of me. The red carpet rolled up because they saw that I had a they car with the, a bullet hole no, in it. I
3: was just going to
1: say it, I knew it. <laughs> the dent, and then they, it's not
3: Kilpatrick. That's it's right. The bull, and this then they hole. saw the ball <laughs> peen hammer in your trunk. And
1: it's, it's not just Game of. Wait throw. a minute. Wait a minute. You're saying this is. <laughs>
0: I'm, uh, this is perpetrated? This is... Uh,
3: Didn't I suggest that earlier?
1: This is Mark? Tawana Brawley? He's not paying attention to us little oh people. Oh, my goodness. After all, his name is on the show. His name's on the
3: show and <laughs> Kwame, Kwame, Kwame. Uh, what'd you say about a ball-peen hammer? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I heard. Anyways,
0: I guess this cinematographer Game of Thrones sucks and that's your gig of the week. No, somebody... What, what, well, so what's is, the problem with this
1: guy? That and... I, it was dark in the Middle Ages, right? No, and I know, and I know it's the Except dark. Except when a, when a friggin' dragon sneezed. And the episode was supposed to be dark and I get it, but what's driving me nuts about this guy is he's he's fighting back now and talking about uh, that's the way the directors wanted it and it's your guys's fault and the cables fault and how they deliver it and it was edited perfectly but not everybody gets to watch it in the editing room like he gets to watch it and frankly the episode was the longest game of thrones episode ever it's so it's not just the cinematographer it's also the editors and the producers it was an hour 15 hour 20 i think it could have been done in a half hour and that goes to sean's point because you saw the avengers endgame no, my kids did. Kids did, okay. Sorry.
0: Don't tell me what happens. I assume superheroes are involved in a fight.
3: <laughs> it's just, dude, it's three Against hours. a thermos,
0: three hours. is it?
3: They're fighting a
1: thermos? It's three hours, and it's not the Godfather.
0: What's it? Coleman, isn't that the villain thermos? Oh, Thanos. Thanos. Oh, than, never mind, sorry. sir.
1: But three hours. I Brandon went at a twelve thirty show and didn't get home till four. I'm just I'm kind of over three hour movies. Get over yourselves, that's what you're saying. Yes. Get over yourselves. Can't you can, tell a story can, can in two?
3: Do you like
0: hours? this stuff go three hours without masturbating? <laughs> I mean, or oh, or maybe they're not going three hours without oh boy. So this is like the old Virginia
3: in Champaign, Illinois. That's what you're saying, downtown. Maybe it was Urbana. <laughs> I can't
0: remember. What is that?
3: I don't know. Wait, you're, whoa. You're, Reference. What's, what's
1: going on here?
3: You're talking. <laughs> you're going down a... a it's a fighting Illini. You're, uh... you're going down a sticky road. No pun intended. <laughs> wow.
1: You're wow. going down
3: a dirty road. Dirty.
1: <laughs> a back road? Come
3: on, man. There's got to be a story there. Unbelievable. We, 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 we can and it always comes back right. to this. If it's, I'm sorry. I haven't talked about Kilpatrick in five minutes. <laughs> Let me talk about,
1: uh, you know.
0: <sighs> okay, so that's...
1: So editors oh, and yeah. cinematography. Very bad Those, people. They yeah, they're the worst. Okay. Terrible. Yeah. Let's get them. <laughs> Let's get them. You get us uh- on all
2: night party 7609. Later. La, 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 la. And you can dance together all night. You've got the time.
0: For some people, some really lame people, the height of new wave music is Soft Cells, Tainted Love, or they love... Oh, it's a great song. I'll stop the world and melt with you. Another great song. I will stop a car. Don't be an elitist. It is a great Get the song. hell out of a car if I hear that song... Oh, that's all it takes? One more time. Damn, this is... What's yeah. wrong with Tainted Love? First of all, taint, but um, <laughs> it's not an original tune. My not goodness. that not that you can't have not that you can't have uh, other tunes that are covers that are great. Um it's possible. But um but if you like Soft Cell And we know you do I do like Soft Cell and you like their debut album Nonstop Erotic Cabaret for more than being a cool title. Or another reference back to that theater that Sean was talking about. Yeah, it sounds about like they've been to the,
1: Champagne urbana In the
0: great state of Al- Alabama, yeah.
1: The, <laughs> Illinois. Uh,
0: gives you a whole new... Did I say Indiana?
1: You said Alabama. Alabama.
0: Alabama.
3: Alabama. Indiana, Alabama, Illinois. Damn it. It's all flyover for you. Yeah. It is. You know, next week for we're you to, be, for many of those states, would go to the White House. <laughs> next week,
0: we're going to be talking about kids' <laughs> inability to learn geography. It's going to be a fascinating Actually, topic would. here on The Soul of Detroit. Please tune in. Um, but Soft Cell, if you like Soft Cell, here's a little ditty that I think is worth a few minutes of your
2: time. a I would parade you down the high street You've got the attraction, you've got the calling power Walk my little doggy, walk my little sex boy. We can make a scene with between. team Making the headline sounds like a dream When we hit the floor, you just watch them move aside We will take them for a ride, our ride. They all love your miniature ways Know what they say about swimming For my little sex war, to match the gold rolls on my dumb chauffeur. We'll all look so good, we'll knock them cold. Knocking them cold in black and gold. We can have playtime in my little playroom. Disco dollies, my sex war, and my dumb chauffeur. I would like you on a long leg lead. You can not bring me all the things I need. Sex war, isn't it nice? Lurring disco dolls to a life of vice. Sexual, isn't it nice? Luring disco dolls to a life of vice <laughs> Okay. So
0: I swear it's just coincidence that we play Sex Dwarf on the same episode when we're talking about Game of Thrones. But boy, isn't it just meant to be? Sounds like a deep uh, song. What's, what's it about? Referring <laughs> disco dollies to a life of vice. I thought, <laughs> weren't you paying attention, Mark? Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, Mark Almond, Mark Fellhauer, have you guys ever been seen in the same... Uh, no, we
1: spell the, our name the same way. Too. In the same
0: gay bar together at the
1: same eh. time? Uh, he's gay? Or are you saying I am? No, I'm just saying that's where you hear a lot of disco. <laughs> it's really interesting, though, this song. They they made a video for it in 1981. It is still banned to this day from being shown on TV in the U.K.
0: Really? Still. I've thought of them as a, being a little more progressive. And I will say the coolest, funnest bar I think I've ever been to was a gay bar in Madrid. Oh, really? Well we were there with some English girls. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: <laughs> what, English girls? <laughs> no, there's, there's a not right with English girls. The, the video has brothel workers wielding chainsaws, a dwarf wearing a fetish outfit, and piles of raw meat as uh, Mark Allman performs a song in a tiny codpiece. Maybe that's why it's banned. It also sees uh, them react in horror after the director threw live maggots at them during the shooting. Um, the so, uncensored video is on YouTube if you want to see it. Um, He told Yahoo, this is Mark Allman, that the video for Sex Dwarf was way ahead of its time in a way that we were using transgender people or we'd use people who were prostitutes that we found around Soho, people that were working in clubs. And then here was the dwarf himself, which really went against what you were supposed to do. But today in 2019, it's still banned. My only problem with that is even if I needed a tiny codpiece,
0: which I don't, uh, I wouldn't wear one. I'd have like i I'd have like a watermelon rind
3: yeah, or something, even if yourself just and a, maggots.
1: yeah. Well, I <laughs> what am I doing right now? I mean, come on. They were unable to play Sexdorf live for many years, saying that um, I've gone off Sexdorf. This is uh, this is almond again because the song caused Soft Cell such a lot of trouble. So it still had effects on them. Wow. Well, the first time I the first time I
0: ever heard this tune, we were on a stakeout, and I the station has a couple of. Um, a couple of um, a hybrids. Out. Is that in quotes? Um, you mean like we had a steak <laughs> like, and it was like, out I mean, with exactly. maggots? And no, we were we were sitting on a house. We were doing a story on John Lumbo, who was a state rep oh, who yeah. never went to work and then moved outside his district.
1: We were and, in that piece. Uh, you were in the first one. Uh, the yeah, first this was a follow
0: up because he moved out of the district. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the the, uh, the uh, Ferris Bueller Drew yes. starring the Drew and Mike crew <laughs> while on hiatus. You guys were available and we working cheap. I think, <laughs> I think you guys settled out a court for a burger at Irish Coffee on the east side. Serving great burgers since 19-something. Um, stop by. Tell how their
1: ML sent you. Are they an I'm,
0: advertiser now? I don't know. I, I, I'm so i stake- not doing real good with the advertisement. <laughs> you're on
1: your stakeout for a lumbo.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so I had one of the, uh, the station's hybrid vehicles, which are great on a stakeout because it's cold out, but they don't put out an exhaust plume, so you can kind of be low-profile. And it had satellite radio, too. Yeah. And so I'm sitting in this kind of uh, less than wonderful neighborhood in this car that's kind of buzzing but not really running. And if anybody walked by, they'd hear Sex Dwarf coming out. And I thought, well,
1: oh, cool. I won't we'll, give it won't cool give cover Cool tune.
0: And then we did end up getting a Lumba.
1: Then. Yeah.
0: You've seen another hour slip through your fingers here at ML Soul of Detroit. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for writing. You can reach us at detroit at gmail.com. Call us at 313-BUTTERFIELD-89070. Subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcasting service you like. Rate us unless you hate us. We certainly appreciate the support of Dr. Yaldo, David Hall, and the Red Shovel Network, especially our fellow shows, the, uh, the No Bullshit News Hour. The No Filter Sports and Drew and Mike podcast, Red Shovel Network. It's great to be a part of it. Cyrus, take us out. Can you
1: dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This has been another of the strange adventures of Master Detective, which are brought to you regularly at the same time each week by the Red Shovel Network. What's your
2: story going to be next week? M L? -L 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 The title of the story that I want to tell you next week really gives you the clue to the whole thing. I call it the corpse in the cab. Oh, you mean I suppose that you're going to tell us how the corpse got into the cab, who the corpse was, and so on. Is that the idea? (laughs) That's the idea. Yeah, Mr. Fellhauer. But it's not nearly as simple as it sounds when you tell it. There were no clues on the corpse. No means of identification at all. That isn't quite true. Sean. It would have been literally true if you hadn't been called in on the job. You know, Lieutenant Riley was completely stumped. Yes, but I'm not sure just how little it takes to stump our friend Riley completely. (laughs) Anyway, Mr. (laughs) Mr. Fellhauer. If Nick hadn't been able to apply a little real deductive reasoning to the few bits of evidence he could find, the case would still be a mystery. I know that. Well, John... However that may be, I can assure you that next week's story will keep you guessing right to the very end. And until then, so long, folks. So long, everybody. And so long to you both. I'm Alan Shaw.
1: <laughs>